Buffy. What's up, pitches? It's the hardest working queen in the city, Dudu Paris. <laughs> I can't even not laugh at that. Hardest working from running from Instagram. Exactly. Did you get your Instagram taken down? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my Instagram was taken down, and I just had to appeal, and, you know, <laughs> all these things. Um, no, I mean, we're back. We took a little two-week hiatus for a number of reasons, number yeah. one. I mean, number one, you were out of the country. Yeah, bye. You were on a, a little island, your own sonito. Tell me about it. It was not on an island. I was in a beach. I was in El Salvador. I went back to El Salvador was on an island, right? Definitely not. It's definitely Central America attached to... No. What's on the other side of Haiti? Shut up. Shut up. What's on the other side of Haiti? Dominican Republic, Oh, bitch. <laughs> uh, the, the Dominican Queen, New Paris. <laughs> la, la, I, la, Latina I, I, Yes, yes. <laughs> I am the Afro-Latina Queen of the city. I, I was not crowned this. <laughs> the girls crowned it. Oh my gosh. So El Salvador is attached. I'm really bad at geometry, so that's not shade. It's just geometry. Ge- geography? <laughs> You're bad at this episode. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. So you went to a um, land attached beach. <laughs> called, yeah, just a beach. <laughs> called El Salvador. How was it? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you should be. Because you're still talking about El Salvador like it's just a beach. It's literally a country with so many different landscapes and <laughs> plateaus and volcanoes. But it was really beautiful, I must say. It definitely made me change the trajectory of my life, I think. Of like, do I want to live in this country for the rest of my life? Not at all. Yeah, I definitely have been seeing some TikToks with black creators specifically, like moving out of the country, going to places like Mexico and Europe mm-hmm. and just, you know, finding a different thrill you know I, I hear the term like i'm tired of being poor here and unsuccessful and in the rat race that is america mm-hmm. and i know that you got to spend a special moment with your mom and actually go with your mom to el salvador where yes. she could see her family her friends yes, her, her actual aunt. neighborhood that hasn't changed you said no has definitely developed i mean back when i went in 2000 there wasn't running water it's, it's been houses. over 20 years since you've been yeah so now there's running water there's electricity there's wi-fi everywhere I mean, like I said, it's very advanced. I don't want people to think that El Salvador is this, like, for lack of better terms, developing country. Because it's definitely a country that takes care of its people, that really holds its people accountable. It's at over a 95% vaccination rate. Um, People wear their masks consistently outside without argument. And not only that, when the pandemic was going on, people were offered aid. People were offered by the government, not by white saviors. And they had their rent paid. They they didn't have to pay rent for like or mortgages until the government figured out what was going on. That sounds much better. (laughs) I mean, like and like I said, it's it's always to me makes me question what is the difference between America and all these other countries? Oh, it's because we have white people in charge or people that focus on white fragility uh, to when they develop their policies, and I feel like. White people, the, the 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 white powers that be, do will never give money to people of color, besides welfare, besides all the things that they think that we barely deserve at the at the, in the first place. So it makes me question if this was an all white country, would America have have the same rudimentary problems? Do you see what I'm saying? Like if in El Salvador, everyone sees themselves as Salvadorian. Everyone sees. That. I guess we could look at places. I mean, that's not it's not fully white. But I'm like, what did Ireland do? What did, what did Scotland? But do? again, but when Ireland people are making the laws, who are they thinking about? That's what I want to say. Like 
there's there's more of a kinship to their lower class because they think of it. I think. Or they see, and also we're using really bad countries that don't have. They, or UK is very bad right now with what's going on over there. I was about to say, yeah, are, I believe that these are bad. That's examples. not a good example. <laughs> talking, we're talking about Canada. Well, Canada is a little different because I think that Canada is just to be a little pussy to be. <laughs> That's so big, yeah. I think that it's important to to think about how we need to still fight and change. I mean, we always say vote, get involved, but we we have to kind of constantly be going against these forces that are oppressive. All of this oppressive. I think that, like I said, going back to how divided this country is right now, I think that's why we're such we're so divided because we have two policies. One that's so united, so tight, and can you guess what I'm talking about? That is like they all. If you talk to the right, the right, um, the Republicans, they all have the kind of unanimous thought process. Fuck, fuck people of color, fuck poor people, white people, white affluence, all this stuff. But what is the Democrats are more divided, I think, than the country is because there's Democrats that really think about social economics and also think about social policy, think about queer and uh, people of color issues, justification, stuff like that. But then we have a, a huge, more stronger demographic that focuses on these capitalistic slash very right. classes. And it speaks policies. to what you said. It speaks to what you said. Obviously, in the right side, um, it is a little bit more homogenized, right? It is mostly white, so they can focus on kind of similar problems. Mm. And However, with the left side or the Democratic Party, because it is so diverse, then you become... America is, right? Yeah. Uh, levels of all these things that are, are hard to organize because even if you have Nancy Pelosi, you know, mm. it's still garbage. It's still yes. problematic. It's still... We have to think about... We, at the end of the day, we can't separate these people with, with based off their just women identity. These people are affluent. These people have access exactly. to, to so, so much power. And I think you... And I think someone said it this week that really made it... We need a new party. Uh, we need a new party, but we also something that along the lines: a rich person of color will have more in common with a rich white person, or rich other, just rich people in general, versus a person of their own race is poor, and that's a one hundred percent fact. I have spoken. I'm not to, sure. I can. I can. Uh, really? I can back that. You're saying to, to maybe clarify uh-huh. for these bitches. You saying that as a person of color, if they have money, then they are more. Their lifestyle and their problems are more aligned to other people with money and not to those of their same race or other people of color. Well, let, hold on, hold on, hold on on that. Hold on, hold on. Now, hold on. I will I say I, that is because celebrities, I, other things still get. I mean, still. Look I mean, at Travis Scott. That's, but that's what I'm saying. When you look at, let's just look at black rappers, these kind of male rappers uh-huh. that are constantly being searched on planes, constantly uh-huh. being harassed no matter what. Um, no matter what they have done, no matter how many millions they had. I'm they, saying in their visual, how they see themselves and who they who they align with. I think money does change. I oh, yeah, I agree the with them. I agree with the I mindset see, changes, I see, for sure. I see. That's what I'm talking about. I'm seeing. Oh, they may yeah. not care. They may not even think about it. I mean, yeah, once you get pulled over in a Mercedes, you're a black person. No matter if you're driving the Mercedes, you can be accused of so many different things. Correct. What I say is that what I notice is that as people get, develop money, they start just, I mean, they don't think about those things as much. They start thinking about other things that think about, like I said, that correlate with white 
affluence and other stuff like that. I see all the time amongst people of color that came from money or that, that they, when they come from money, they immediately distinguish, like, like distinguish themselves from what we see, what, what we've been stereotyped into the race. I, I, I fully agree. I mean, I can see that in my own partner's, well, it's interesting. Like, I feel like his one side of the family is still very, like, roots-driven, like, very family-driven. So they still, like, do everything in their really, really small town where the family originated mm-hmm. from in North Carolina, even though his side of the family or his, you know, parents were able to make the money, become the doctors, get everything to where they want, despite, you know, that not being the common they have. But then you look at his mom's side, it's like, I'm going to get a community away from all the other people. Yeah. It's just us. And that, and some people, like I said, I, I see it a lot. I don't see as much, like I said, we don't have new money that's Latino yet. We don't have, like, there's there's affluent black money, I feel like, but there's not any Latino yet breaking through. Maybe in Star Island in Miami, maybe. Maybe these places are very low. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was like, Miami. But do we have, like, there's no Latin money. So, so probably but, some but even, areas in California. But mm. even from, but let's just take that. Let's just. I've seen it personally in Latinos though that I've I've met rich Latinos that are South Amer- South American that are Cubano, <laughs> and I see it for themselves too. Like I literally see how they distinguish themselves from, like oh I I'm not stupid or I'm not I I went to school or just bottom lines at that. So I really think that that's something that really it resonated with me. And El Salvador was thinking like I felt at ease because everyone that. I was around there had some level of my experience that we were all like not rich or poor. I feel like I mean that obviously I'm I'm well off compared to some people um, down there, but I feel like as far as like how I grew up in America, it definitely translates 100% with how I could communicate so easily to people down there. I feel like if you, if you come from money and you're Salvadorian and you've been distinguished, if you haven't really hung out with a lot of people that are not rich anymore, I feel like you would have a hard time in El Salvador. I do think that. It's, it's always interesting, of course, to, to look at a country whose roots and whose traditions kind of, I would say, permeate through the culture. I think you talked a lot about, like, there's just cultures and traditions and norms that kind of everyone follows mm-hmm. and, and everyone kind of holds, uh, which is, of course, different than America because everyone got their own little sense mm-hmm. and there's just little, little bubbles and cultures clashing instead of working together to create something more beautiful, right? But I just... had to say it. You know what? They, you know how they say, like, you know, uh, inner, inner, inner intersection or what's it called? Intersectionality? No, segre- segregation. When they when segregation was removed, that killed the community. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't disagree anymore. Like full segregation how, like, did negatively impact people of color. Well, because that I saw community for the lo- first time in a long time. I felt like if I got lost, I could really sit there and ask someone who could be like Maria, Con- Consuelo, honey. Like not Consuelo, but like, that's not, that's a Mexican name. But like like Concepcion is the name I was looking for. Like Concepcion, I all know, these I names. I have some students that Concepcion. Concepcion. <laughs> like these Salvadorian names. Like I have aunts and uncles that literally like talk the way they do. So I felt comfortable to walk up and talk to people, and they were also really welcoming of me. There was a community like where who who's your parents? Oh, my parents are from Pasaquina. Automatically, there's a trust there. There's a community there. They know people in Pasaquina. They probably know my mom in a distant way. Um, and that's the community. My mom, when my, when I when we were driving through her old neighborhood, she was like, "Oh, is that his house? Oh my God, yes. Is he still there? Yes. Oh, this person died. No. Like every person was still there. Community was there. 
And my, like I said, the lifestyle was so easy for my aunt. My aunt that lives there has an easy lifestyle. Like, doesn't, it doesn't seem like she has a care in the world. And of course, of course, like, life is not perfect. But truly, wholeheartedly, that woman was, like, living it up. Living it up. And I think that that's what I'm noticing is that I think idealism in America really leads to our unhappiness. Feeling like we don't have enough. Um, absolutely. I mean, I definitely like to dive into the segregation idea more because I do feel that regardless of party or how woke, quote unquote, some people think it is, I I don't think that white people realize that segregation did negatively impact people of color. Yes. And that is something to to be aware of. So I, like I've spoken before, I, I fortunately work in a school, and, which is in a community of kind of all black uh, people. Um, and, and they have different ranges of socioeconomic status. But at the end of the day, this was very eye-opening for me because, like you said, when I, I was able to go to work and not think about all these other things because there was like a shared sense. And once you're kind of yes. in it, yeah. you know, they really treat you like family and like yeah. you're this is this. Yeah. And I, I felt it even, you know, I feel sometimes very othered you know, in my own head, and sometimes you have to realize that about yourself, like, do you, are you other yourself, or yeah. is it is it real, and I realized this year that I'm really a part of it, and yeah. I have to, like, accept that, like, people really do care about me, they check up on me, they look out for me, and it just kind of something that develops being people that look like me, and yeah. have gone through things, and we were all just, like, a family, mm-hmm. um, but... They don't, I don't think other people see it that way. So when segregation happened, while it allowed us equal rights, quote unquote, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Which was essentially at the time just being able to do the same things. Yeah, like we were invited to white spaces. There was you know what I mean? Like, and we didn't really need that. I don't want to be in a white yeah. space. We just need to be able to, you know, use the same fountain, blah, yeah. blah, go to the same events and not you know, have an issue, yeah. and then we could just go back to our community, or, you know, we could choose to diversify. I mean, I think it is, is helpful, but the white people that were integrated didn't have to change. The mm. black people did. Yes. The and Latino people did. The Asian people did. In all forms of America. And not having to cater to white people was truly and wholeheartedly a huge reason why I would not come back. I didn't want right. to. Why? That's why, why I work. Why I work. pretend? Why pretend? Like, like I said, there's certain things that you just don't feel like you need to do. So, like, go when I went to the go, when I went to go to the supermarket down there, easy, not an issue. Everyone was nice. Everyone mind their own business. Excuse me, excuse me. Blah, blah blah. Here, I went to literally the supermarket, Capital Market. Y'all know it in DC. It's 11th <laughs> Street. It's like a. It's very like homegrown, yeah. original to DC. And here was a little white twink with a freaking reusable shopping bag. Stop being a faggot. Thank you. That's a warning sign right there. I live. I live. Oh, my God. And literally, like, turning around, looking at me, like, like giving me, like, like, like giving me, like, are you going to jump me? Or, like, some awkward, just awkwardness. I just got to stop you right there. So, are you telling me you don't use reusable shopping bags? Um... You know what? I'm going to tell you, it does feel, I'm not going to say like rich, but it does feel like cunty and if, very affluent. I think, like bring your bag to the grocery store because you're like, I'm not only my good person, I don't need these cheap ass um, bags. My bitch. thing is, I don't, I, I use the trash bags for my trash. Like I don't buy garbage bags, so I need the trash, the bags that I get. And one, another thing that I would like to point out about those annoying, if you're going to have a, re, if you're going to use a reusable, I like it's not the reusable shopping bag, it's the way they hold it. 
It's now, the, it's I will the, say, that's getting into it. I saw it today at, at the pharmacy. I was like, look at this little white. Got his little bag. Trader Joe's. It's the, yeah, it's the way. It's the way they hold it that is like, like a barrier. Like a guard. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a barrier guard. from them and people they don't want to distinguish themselves with. And at the, at the, and to me, if you're in a place of color, it has no place. Yeah, because of where you're holding it and white people don't know how awkward they're being. How like, just, because it, they want to put themselves in the spaces too. You'll see this all the time. They want to put themselves in like, oh, I'm gonna go to the the like the bodega so I can support this like DC like small town Latino owned, and they end up being uncomfortable. They end up being out of their element, and they wish they would have got to Whole Foods at the end of the day. I and I'll say it for the people who may not know, may not. I just bring it to people's awareness. If you are interacting with a person. And you go to their social media, you see who they talk to, and there are no people of color. I don't care how Sometimes. liberal they pretend to be. I don't care if they post a black square for Black yeah, Lives Matter. That's... They do not give a fuck. Yeah. Because if you care about diversity, you have it in your life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate when you go on Facebook and other social media posts and you're like, oh my God, this girl was so cool and liberal. And then you look at their wedding party and it's all white women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mama. And like I said, I said, and also certainly, I want all my white women friends to know that if if I have any anymore, <laughs> but oh like, my God, stop. Uh, but like no, but like if I have I, white people, you don't have to put me in your in your wedding party though. I will say that's fine though, that's fine, that's fine. Do you want to be in a white wedding? I have been a part of it. I remember when uh, my partner was, and I had to go to the house, and it's so awkward, and it's just yeah. like, do you want to be part it, of white wedding? I though? mean, it, it's it's so hard I, I, to me. Things, to me, in my personal life, I feel like the white weddings that I would be a part of, that person would value diversity enough for there would be diversity in all the spaces but I would be But do you in. have to question... Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to hopefully. know your friends. Hopefully. We'll get to know your friends. Hopefully. And we'll get to know your hopefully. friends. Because once that family is interjected... I'm going to say that... that once you can pass the parents, that's it, though. Once family... It once might go any other way. It, it doesn't matter. Once your family... Because usually you can find cool parents, but it's them grandparents. It's, it's the them grandparents. It's them cousins, bitch. So it doesn't... So to me, like I said, there's always a running risk. So to any white person, don't worry about inviting your... We all complain about it. I've never met from a... a, a Person of color. I want to know. I want to say there are some girls. Um, don't fight me because I know how you go. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> but there are, you know, people in every space. You know, we we know drag queens who who love being the only black girl, who yes. love being the token, who feel confident mm-hmm. and being the only person of color in the space because they then define the narrative of person yeah. of color. Yeah. And there's a certain power to that. Um, and when in my younger naivete, right, you know, when we were in spaces like that in college, we were like, okay, like, cool. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, hmm, this is kind of lonely, right? Yes. And no one's really trying to get to know you or relating to you in, in that way. And that's not, of course... This this rant on, nor do we think we were going here talking about white people <laughs> at all. Like we were like, bitch, we're gonna talk about L seven though. What's life? So this is just just a byproduct of it. Um, this is just what usually happens. I say that, but I think it also touches on the depression that you think you've been trying to touch on. I think that we all, I think something I never realized is that maybe I, I'm not gonna speak for other Salvadorians in, in El Salvador, but no one felt depressed. <laughs> no one felt depressed. You know when you walk, to, you interact with people, you just ugh, miserable. I didn't feel that from anybody at all. I mean, I'm an educator in 2021, so let me tell you, yeah. we're all depressed. Mama. Yeah, and so to me, <laughs> but there's also different kinds of depression, and I think there's certain people that are just miserable people, 
And I feel like America has a lot of miserable people that really will go out of their way to be miserable to people. And I think that's a byproduct. If you're constantly exchanging this negative energy, you're constantly dealing with people you don't want to work with. I mean, that's what I feel like when I watch the TikToks. I mean, of course, we love TikToks, and I love it when I get to see, you know, the Karen videos, just seeing people go crazy as service workers, and it just boggles me every time. It's just like, what do you have going on that you've got to yell at another person in real life? Like, I it, 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 it's, it's crazy. Um, and to me, like I said, I truly can relate to people like being impatient and doing the most. However, does all of that. No, I, 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 I definitely. I can say no. What I'm the victim of it. I've always. Said, I've, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm also a victim, y'all. I want everyone to know this is. No, 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 you're not. I am a victim, truly, truly. You're taken care of. You're kept. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear. Okay. Okay. Anyway, go with your little story. Go ahead. So no, I'm just saying that what I've noticed is like I think that's something we have to be cognizant too. Is like, um, how are you like introducing energy into your life? Are we going to these spaces that are not for us anymore? Like I'm, I was talking to my friend the other day, and I realized that after going to El Salvador, and I was constantly just like in good vibes and good spirits. Do I want to go to gay bars now at all? No. I went to a gay bar on Friday, like last Friday after I got back, and I literally walked in and walked out. I couldn't even pretend to be fake to people I didn't want to talk to. Um, I saw this this video today, and it was like, you know, someone at the club, a gay club, being socially awkward, and they're like, it's just so hard to connect. And then there was someone trying to help and be like, no, you got to change your body language and engage. And I'm like, mama, us, us girls... We are just, again, we, especially the, the gays who are really old enough and permeate the bars, that we were raised on mean girls. Our, our whole personality is based off being a bitch, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's very real. Yeah. Like, mean girl cult is part of gay culture. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not fun. Like, even when, you know, we've, we've had our, our, I remember our meet and greet. Remember, we, it was fun until we went inside. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you're kind of like, I don't know why these people are just looking at me. I don't really know why. You know, I don't know. It's just a vibe. It, it, it's, I just wish people were lighter. It's weird that people go to a bar during happy hour and they just sit there looking bitchy at people. And that's what, and, and what really gets to me is when people really try to gaslight you and tell you that, you, like you said, that they try to, like you're being awkward, you're being anti, you're being this, you're wearing a chip on your shoulder. Um, I want to go ahead and tell everyone, do never tell someone that they have a chip on their shoulder when it comes to white people. That will that is the will drive me crazy, but someone did tell me that one time was like oh, like you know if you just approached these spaces with just a little bit more positivity, I think it's it, it's not really positivity. It's just awareness. Like we all, we we both had that, and then for both of us, I feel maybe for me, I don't speak for me. Once the Trump era began in 2016, it really changed things for me personally. Yes, because I was a person that would go into white spaces. And cool. not think about and it. I, I never, I literally never thought about it. I was like, cool, cool. I'm hanging out with my friends. I got my girl. Like, whatever. I, I really literally never thought about it. And then once it kind of was revealed to me, I was in grad school. I was literally in low income kind of areas. You kind of see it. You're like, oh, it's, it's very obvious. So if you're doing it and you go to a space and you're having fun, it's because you are either choosing to ignore it. You're choosing to go on it and just have fun. But that's like conscious work. It's work. It's work. Also, it also is easy to sometimes to be comfortable in these spaces. We know that the bigger 
your ass is, the more juiced your chest is, the more abs you have, the less body fat you have, you could be in any space in the gay community and literally survive no matter what your right. race is. Period. That's another, that's another thing we fail to recognize about the gay structure also. That just like how rich white people sometimes have an easier time. It's, it's, it's currency. It literally mm-hmm. acts like currency in our community. So just how, like, Looks are definitely currency in our community. It's, it's so like, again, if I want people to stop pretending and being the face of people of color that have these. Because you always hear from these queer people of color that don't hang out with queer, that, uh, that hang out with other people of color. They try to pretend like they that they're that they're like they're somehow uh, like things are things are not as bad as, as you claim it to be. Again, we have to remember that they are Blanche. They, they are, are. They are. They are. We have to remember that because you have had certain privileges of being pretty, of, of being viewed a certain way. Why just being a pick me? Or some people just like to be pick me's too. And I don't see. Understand I don't that. get that mindset. Like I have such joy and you talked about this like the way you communicate in El Salvador may seem different over here and I would say the same thing you know just in the black community I we, we have a different way of communicating we value truth over politeness we joke as a way of you know being familiar you won't be talking shit but you're still joking and that's the way you you know you build relationships yeah. like mm-hmm. to be able to joke is yeah kind of the way you, you get there go yeah. get through it um you can't really be stiff that, mm-hmm. that's kind of our culture you yeah. um so it's interesting when someone wants to be like, I'm the only one, or I'm this. And I'm like, you don't want to feel home? You know, like, Beyonce said, well, go let's, home. Let's talk about a, a post <laughs> I made recently that was um, about, like, how there are a large percentage of people of color in relation, that are in relationships, in relation relationships, code switch most of the time in the relationship when they have to put themselves in constant white spaces in their white family members' place. I would hope they wouldn't. I mean, I would hope that if you were a person of color dating a white person that you would, could just be your authentic self. Um, and I hope... That you're able to be your authentic self. That you're able to be your authentic self. I hope that also your partner actively works and maybe bears more of the burden in ensuring... That you're yeah. you're comfortable, um, so maybe you you can't go to that wedding with them, or maybe they wouldn't, or maybe they haven't talked with their family before, so that you feel comfortable. Um, something that we talked about earlier this week that you brought up is that when I said I would go back to El Salvador, my now pretty much that put the nail on the coffin that I could have a white partner, or again, or maybe talking about these boundaries that you just brought up, I would have to tell my white partner, you will never come to El Salvador with me, period. <laughs> And I, I, I'm truly, and I, before people jump down my throat, I'm like, oh my God, that's offensive. How do white people change the space in El Salvador? Um, to me, there's a, a couple layers. And I, people want to argue that, oh no, Latinos are going to always be themselves. Da, 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 100%. When you're at a celebration, you're at a party, you're at a perreo, whatever, da, da, da. Um, yeah, what, people are not like, oh, that white boy. Okay, I'm not saying, okay, if you're in a gay space, I'm telling you right now. People are going to be like, oh, look at that white boy over there. 100%. I, I saw a TikTok today about Latino gays, and they were like, the guy was literally asking a question. Why do Latino gays obsess over white men so much? And those comments were literally like, girl, get out your head. Like, no one, we, we like to explore. We, we like to explore new things. Like, out of all the countries that we have, obviously, that we want to, like, explore and learn different cultures. And it's always that, like, we... You're blaming people for exploring other cultures. I saw, I saw there was some controversy in the gay bear community on TikTok. I don't know how I got that size. Oh my god! And it was a white guy. 
obviously yelling the n-word at this black woman and then he was like no i just got calling her bad day my emotions and he's posted up with his latino partner and then latino partner will be like and i'm sitting here just like how i mean and it's embarrassing. They, they're not not racist they just like that race they like your race more than that race yes but they're still and they're racist. still fetishizing they're probably still fetishizing and all that shit but truth be told, that is the reality that we're dealing with. And so, like, when I would never bring a white person to Puerto Rico or to El Salvador because I just know how that would paint the situation. I know with the optics of that, and I don't feel comfortable with those optics. And I don't want people yes. to think that I'm bringing that energy. I don't want to bring... A, truth be told, y'all, if you... And I want to tell this, I'm talking to the people of color right now, and white people don't get offended. But I, if you choose not to introduce whiteness into your energy, that is okay after the constant... Tr- it, it could be a trigger at this point. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's clearly a trigger. It's definitely a trigger. I've seen it with past relationships that I have uh, and stuff like that. And I just could never imagine feeling... Knowing how Latino people view whiteness and how... no matter. And I want people... Again, I because people... You know how they'll say like... Oh, if a white person comes into a black space, they're going to have to, like, do it. Because, you know, it doesn't matter. You're in a black space. You have to respect the black space. In Latino culture, there because there are white Latinos, people fail to recognize that we really appreciate whiteness in a deep and rooted way that we're not willing to accept. There are people in El Salvador, born in El Salvador, that think that we came from Spanish people, not the Mayans. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the history. And just like America, I mean, obviously we have a lot of history to kind of re, re-examine and tell, tell the truth of. I, I do want to talk to white people in, in this context, you know. For my mom, I remember growing up and being and feeling like my mom was very, like, too pro-black. Because um, I went to black everything, and I was just like, I hate this. Like, I'm trying to be diverse. This is the past. You're blah, 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 right? You have all these feelings. And then I kind of realized, you know, now I'm like, oh, that's why she kind of stays in. Like, like, it's a choice. Like, obviously, she can interact. She has coworker. Like, she's fine. Like, there's no beef or nothing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I see why she chose black spaces. You know, my mom's the same age as Madonna. So, I just will be context for you. Yeah. Madam X. And she still grew up in North Carolina seeing, driving past clan rallies, seeing things. Like, this is, like, a real occurrence. Life in her life. So, yeah. like, why would she actively search for that which brings me to my point it takes work to be a person of color our life is work it, the, I, the our race is a burden that causes work to analyze constantly so when you as a white person decide to date a person of color just to alleviate the work you have to do with saying oh, i don't want to be not racist i'm dating a person of color and now my work is done no no. We work every day. You have to work every day. And, Period. And to me, and like, I have to, no offense to anyone. I'm not speaking of anyone in particular, honestly, because it's just not happened. But like, I've yet to see like a couple that is, and, and I don't want anybody listening because I know a lot of y'all tell me like, I have a white boyfriend. It's amazing. I know. I, and, <laughs> and I'm not talking to y'all because I've never seen y'all's dynamic. But in my spaces, from what I've seen. In D.C. specifically, I see a lot of the catering of the whiteness. I see a lot of pushing of the white narrative. I'm seeing a lot of that in the in the, in the creators that we that we have in TikTok. Uh, I'm seeing a lot in just the spaces that we go to, the gay spaces. And I just don't see a full relationship. I see just some people that are just okay with being 
like you said, the status quo, the only one, the person that gets to gatekeep what people think about their culture. And to me, again, that at, at the end of the day, I think that's where... I'm just like, get a job, bitch. Step your pussy up. Suck a dick. Well, she that girl. Some people just I want that outlet of whiteness. I remember how it felt to have a white boyfriend. I remember the power that I felt at the time. Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We both have done it, and, and you do feel this really false sense of power while also sacrificing, like, your own humanity. Oh, humanity <laughs> at the same time. Like, sitting there like, I got a white boyfriend, but then I'm like, shit, I have to meet the white parents. All And this was before and I had being like, I don't want to go to their small-ass town and yeah. be fucking lit. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't say lit. I was always there like... Mine was in yes. Morganton, North Carolina. Is anyone there is? No. no. Is no. At least mine were in Raleigh. Western North Carolina. But I was still like, life. but every white household is the same. So I just... Raleigh's even... Girl... <laughs> they never really gave, and also just culture. But also, difference. you know, you know, I had taught that white man's cousin. White so people, I really do y'all not eat like rich white people? Do y'all not eat during Thanksgiving? Y'all really have food for just decoration. I remember going to my ex boyfriend. He had money, came from affluence, and we. I, I remember he was like, "Oh my god, I cannot wait for you to see all the food that we're about to eat, bitch." It was like a turkey, potatoes, pie, beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes. All, yeah, and I was like. Where was the food? Where was, like, the food? Uh, you know what I'm saying? When I always envisioned, like, white families, I was like, they got food there. No. To me, food is more just non-white. I, I guess I was, southern, but, but Southern poor. That's what I'm saying. I have more, I, but if you go to Mountain North Carolina. Oh, no. That's, that's it, where southern, the yeah, yeah. It's very, like I said, it, but when you cross to that upper. It has to be, like, south. It has to be Southern. It has to be Southern and poor. Lower like, on the end. Lower on the end because when you, I'm telling you, when you cross a certain level of money, people start thinking about weight and like, you know, all this stuff. And so I just want people to really think about their personal goals. And again, if if you love your white partner, we're not telling you to break up with them. We're not telling you to do anything. I'm just break just, up. Bye bye. We just want y'all to like really always like challenge that narrative. Right. Again. I just don't want. I I truly just don't want any person to feel they have to be less of themselves to be in a happy relationship. You. Mm-hmm deserve you owe it to yourself to be your full self and to feel comfortable in your own home in your own spaces period that's mm-hmm. just the, and that goes for anybody regardless of who you are how you identify your background you i think everyone is deserving of love mm-hmm. and to be in a space where they can be themselves and and feel accepted um and to yeah so and like I said, if you and if you don't know anything, if all this is going over your head, thank you for listening and trying to just listen to the conversation. It did um, turn the conversation on this network featuring. Oh my god, I don't know what to say. <laughs> featuring uh, um, Rolling Ray, I'm gonna spin around in my my chair. We we still need to talk about the the main hot topics. We're supposed to be talking about what's going on in the world, like the astro world concept. Wow, what, the- you, what did you think? Of, what did you honestly think about that? I don't. I mean, we said this. I I don't know what it is about that girl. I and I have no issue with that girl, but Travis, Travis. does not give anything to me. Like you, you have I, issue with I, Travis. I I truly don't even know what he looks like. I know he's a dark skinned man with braids, but that also could be like any rapper at this point. I don't see. I Sicko Mode was the only song that I like because of Drake. Because of my baby daddy maybe, Drake. Maybe because of Drake. <laughs> But I also never related to Travis Scott, and I just never related to His voice to is not memorable for me. I it's know. just so masculine and dude, and it's just like... But again, he has millions of fans. I, I see I see it my kids, so this is not me no, being like... No, 100%. Not, he fully has he, it. He has it. He's been... He's gained a market. And do you get your change. money? 
the fact that this man is not a good person. I also watched this like theory video about how all the Kardashians like and Jenners, I guess, planned these like relationships with these certain black celebrities of like notoriety because like Tyga wasn't really that popular for Kylie, so she had to get Travis, Travis who was Scott. writing ID, and you know Cam had to get Kanye because who remembers Chris Humphreys, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like or you know what I mean? Ray J. I want to. I want to Ray J. I want a Kanye, not a Ray J. Right. You always obvious. Actually, you know, well, then Harmony said it. I mean, I don't even know what you would want, Ray J or Kanye. I mean, uh, Ray J has a conversation now. I don't know. Yeah, uh, you well, know. No, well, first of all, Ray J just from what I've seen, Ray J is just a child. At the end of the day, both are like both are. I mean, both are. To me, it's like the same thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I. I mean, kind. I guess it definitely comes down to the latter. Like what you said, they definitely go after the power of it all. And something going back to what we were talking about, like rich people will always be aligned towards like deep rooted. Like they'll be with black people, but it's with black people who are in a certain field. Like they're not. Yes. Like those. They have to hate other poor black people. Right. Those, those <laughs> girls wouldn't. I mean, I will say it for like those girls wouldn't be dating like little baby or you know. The, no. Because it's a little too real. You know what I mean? Um. I mean, I don't know how real. I'm like a question someone who's willing to kill their own fans, like Travis Scott. So I don't know what he's seen. I I, I, I think y'all. I have an issue with that. Mostly, I'll say in that everyone. He is a murderer. He Stop. is a murderer. He is a murderer. You're a murderer. I, I would say. And the say, reason why I say you're a murderer here is period. Oh you're you, well. You're you kill people. You, no. Blood is on his hands. Blood is on. If you want to argue that, you I'm can. gonna argue it because I've reformed and you know I've retracted my statements about Ariana Grande. So uh-huh. I feel like oh, all of a sudden, no. There's two different situations. There's no two, two different, different situations. Two different situations. Are you saying that Ariana and Travis are murderers? Because I can. If we're gonna be no, murderers, no, no, no. we're murderers. Bombers. Came to one concert and literally blew up shit at one concert, and because of mismanagement, and she uh, should have had her team together, just like Travis should have had his team together. They, but it shouldn't have happened at the time. No concert ever at the time. If you are, if you're like, performing, uh, you girl, are speaking, you're gonna count. You're, you're, gonna, you're pushing. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, the wrong I, I, I am not I, saying. Another thing, I want to be fucking clear. That he's blameless. This happened in Houston at his hometown, where mostly Latino. People, young people died. Let's just be fully fucking clear here. Mostly Latino young boys died in this. A nine-year-old child had died in this. No, yeah, absolutely. To be clear. Not and the, so this was avoidable. So that everything's avoidable. A bomb that is avoidable. That attack happened at the at the where, where where security checkpoints were not met yet, and it still caused damage. And so again, at the time. That's what they were doing. I'm just saying we can't it, we no. can't pick and choose when we're gonna make someone no, accountable. I'm not, I'm not that's saying, what I'm saying. No, I'm saying this is not. No one would ever hold. That's like saying that like the the plane and the whole like thing at 9/11, the airline was responsible at the time. That was not a foreseeable at, thing. At, but at the time, they were still responsible. So again, I'm not saying that they no. they caused 9/11, but had there been more security in general, no, things I think been you're better. trying to push this because you really are so tightly wound with the country. No, because I do That's not give a fuck about Travis. But I'm telling alone. you right now, this specific situation. I'm saying it was an issue on his end, and the fact that he's killed people on his shows, and also he's killed people on his shows before. You're ignoring the fact that he's people have died at his shows before because of his mismanagement and because of his the way he likes to rile people up. He like he's one of those guys that really likes to rile people up. But then in that situation, I think personal responsibility would, would come into play. And like I said, I've been to concerts where I know it's gonna mosh. So if you don't know what rated mosh, mock. You no, know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I, you, but you're also not that girl. I, I, I guess I have an issue because you're like not this girl. What? 
you have a certain uh, lane you stay in, so you have not been to concerts where people mosh. I have no, been to multiple mosh pits. No, and so, right. so if I go to a Tyler Crater concert in Wolfgang, I'm going to expect to mosh. And I saw people on Acid, Rolling Molly, because that's a part of that experience. Just like if you go to Coachella, you would probably see some of that in that thing. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So if something goes down, you also should be aware of that. So what, there to was, me, I was a nine-year-old at that also, also, there was no remorse. Point, point blank. I don't think they had great order. response. And there Kim had no, remorse. No, I want you to know, none of those rich white bitches had any remorse. remorse. No, I don't give a fuck because they all saw <laughs> die. No, it triggers me when you do this. Because I hate these people so much. I When I say I hate the Kardashians, I, I, do I not truly hate the Kardashians. hate the Kardashians. I try to overlook it. I'm trying to, oh, you know what they always do? You need to stop playing with my girl. No, stop it's playing with Kimberly. That's what I'm saying. It's literally garbage. The way that they move through the world is toxic and self-serving and they don't give a fuck and the fact that like I said I hold it true to deep that this fucking motherfucker went home to his hometown that's like me coming back to D.C. and not think about people's safety or going back to New York or going back to El Salvador this is your home this is your heart isn't it if this has no go ahead I, go, I ahead. Mean, go I, ahead I mean go ahead no backbone here half the podcast it's not, it's not even that I personally this is just me personally and maybe they relate maybe they don't I, you know, I'm happy with my life, obviously, but I don't feel, you know, any special super kindredness to where I live now or my hometown. Like, if I went back as a celebrity, I'd be like, oh, it's super cool. Like, I'm I'm back in Durham, but, like... But you would never, you would never try to fix or, or, or like, I build would want, community. I, I feel like as an artist, no matter, or any entertainer or anything, if you're going to have a concert, I hope that your team is able to... Properly manage things. Sometimes it does not happen. His just like Ariana. Have, but just his like, man, no. The other thing. No manager of Ariana's went out and said, oh, look, this bitch really did not do shit. This bitch did not care. There were people going at Travis Scott. They were like, listen, I, I have to quit my job because I don't work for this motherfucker. He's crazy. This is not cool. I don't stand by any of this. Da, 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 da. It's a different situation. And the and I just see what I see. I think it was and an unfortunate I, tragedy. And, and, I, and I truly believe... And I think he should work towards making no. things right. I think he, all these bitches need to be canceled. Why would you support someone who killed their fans? That's what I don't understand. Like, I really struggle with the idea. Like, how are we supporting people? We like, had don't Trump as a president. What are you talking about? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That, but that's another thing that we don't realize. Oh, all these Trumpers think that... All these are uh, the same people that were out this... Uh, uh, the same people that are defending Travis Scott are out here that were the same people that are like, oh, these rednecks think that, tra- uh, that Trump does not care about, cares about them. He actually I'll does. be the... Same f- thing with Travis Scott. I'll same thing the, with Kim Kardashian. I'll, say, I'll be the first one to say, I can't tell the difference between the Shade Room comments and Fox News comments. And I know people kind of like to think I'm on the shade room, but every all the comment section is giving conservative, is giving racist. But you just, but you're still here defending. I'm not defending. I'm never saying lose your breath for you, and that's. I'm not fact. defending. I'm saying as an artist, I'm on stage performing, and a, a hundred billion people out here, I I don't think one person. You see could, an ambulance, you would not stop the show. I do think he needs to stop the show. I'm just saying you can't do everything. You hear people saying, "Please stop the show. Please stop." The show. There's a girl that came up. At the nine minute mark, please stop the show. Ignored. What am I supposed to say? I don't. I, I can't. I want you to know that Nunu will not be coming on tour with me. You're in safe hands. Right no, now. if I don't have to was on the show, I would do it because I know how I am. But I can't say how every performer is. I mean, I guess we should have an etiquette, a standard for performers. No, but at the, at the end of the day, I don't know. No, at the end of the day, to, at the end of the day, there's also. I mean, I also. Have to take into fact that the context. You I think I, also think of. I know. I just think also social media. When I think of hard rock concerts, there's been a lot of things. There's been a lot of things happening since Woodstock, since this. 
bad things have happened, and I, I think this one is just more publicized. That's all, that's all I'm saying. And I also just think personal responsibility comes in. Why would a nine-year-old be at that kind of concert? No shade, no but shade. as a parent, no shade as an educator, no that is not appropriate. I don't want to. That is not appropriate. Either. But we, you know, we no went to a concert. We saw Madison Beer, and there were still children there. And I guess because it was a smaller venue, that was okay. But I wouldn't bring my child to a standing room adult-only no. no. event. No. I don't think it's probably. If you were sitting in a seat, maybe absolutely. Yes. Yes. But I would never, never bring a child to a standing never. room with adults because the tramp things like that could hurt. If something happens, I know how I am. I don't think about children. Right. And imagine in a sea of fifty people. I just like I said that I do agree. You have to so, certain level of personal responsibility. You have to really think: Is this? I mean, but like, uh, for some reason, people look up to this man and like really have always been like, this man is awesome. And so again, I understand if you want to show your nine-year-old kid, but do research on the people that they're supporting. Absolutely, I, I, I think I think there's blame all around. I definitely think Travis Scott needs to pay reparations, needs to do things to fix it, needs to change things, move forward, and go away. Go away. I cannot stand but these see, artists. But see, I don't want but see, these artists. And I also, mean, Drake is a problematic too. He was part of the whole thing. Oh, whoop, uh, yo, I don't want to bring him up. I'm not going to talk about my yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to bring him up. I don't give up. bring him up. But again, if he's okay Let with Let me tell you who you're not going to talk about. But he's standing beside this man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you're honestly leaning towards this like cancel culture thing. No, I don't lean towards anything. Because I, at the end of the day. Look, I pattern my life the way I pattern. Like, I, you see how If I someone do. makes a mistake. Do they get a chance to fix it? You killed people. <laughs> like he killed people died. And Ariana is still and, and, and Ariana almost killed Pete Davidson. Okay, and he, we all still ah! here. And again, if we're gonna do that, we're gonna do it. I feel like you, we're gonna you, if we're gonna if we're gonna blame everything for everything, okay, then we're gonna do it. You love to do this, Ariana, but it's different. No, it's no. not different. First you just all, like Ariana, all, and that's okay. no. I don't. I, I, to be clear, this white woman. Became a white woman to me a long time her, ago. Her, like, I feel no relative. Her, like, to her Asian anymore. fishing fetish. And thing I, right I, now can we is, talk about that though? Give it. Can we? <laughs> can we talk about how hair down, honey? Why are people all of a sudden thinking that Ariana is gonna be the best? Wicked. Who's she playing? The Green Woman, Alphaba. Alphaba, yeah. Are we really thinking that this girl's? Where's Leah? At? No shade. I love Ariana, and her voice is strong. Have we seen her acting skills? I saw her in a new trailer in his Netflix film with Leo DiCaprio, and I was like, she was acting. I saw her, her clip, and I was like, this is still getting the same in cat, mama. <laughs> she is not a good actress, but we galvanized, and, and I was about to make a TikTok, but these gays are going to drag me. But it's true. Also, Elphaba has a like, personality. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> she's just not dramatic. She just is, she's too. If y'all don't put Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> she's not a girl that's okay with being ugly, and you have to really be okay with being ugly. She's never been ugly. And so, like I said, she's gonna make she's gonna flop as Alphabet. But then y'all are gonna be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she flopped!" And they're gonna drag her. Y'all galvanize these people to be terrible. I want y'all to know that too. But it, that's it, the it, it's definitely is giving all all of that and more. I mean, celebrityhood. I mean, there's just so much going on that is just ridiculous to me, and I, I wonder how people come back from it. So, I, I mean. I guess Jeffrey and Shane are still making videos. So I guess there's always going to be a crowd. So for Travis, for Ariana, for these There's girls, always going to be a bunch of sheep that right. follow people that Ooh. don't. No, it's sheep. You're, if you're following these people that don't give a fuck about you, you're a sheep. Period. The quality back. of Jeffrey's makeup definitely fell after his scandals. Jeffrey Star? Yeah. It also just became like so like not even cool. Well, also James too. He's struggling too. Oh, yeah. I forget about these girls. And maybe that's okay. Maybe, you know, you could be celebrated just for a little bit. And just stop. Maybe we have to. Maybe we can start putting term limits. <laughs> you know like I mean? said, I'm really looking forward to where we. I I think 
we are pushing towards the end of celebrity. I mean, celebrity culture is not a thing anymore. But something I'm still noticing is that we still galvanize these really bad people that don't give anything to communities, that don't really think, that have these organizations as security blankets and don't think of actual change. And so, like I said, if you are someone who has a uh, charity for Houston, then you are always thinking about those people's well-being. No shame. And if if you are listening to this on Friday, November 19th, I hope that you are not too sad at listening to 30, Adele's version. Um, if, if you're going to enjoy it, I think you already talked enough shit about 30, so I don't think... I, I, I First of all, I did not talk shit about 30. I said that Adele's sound did not grow. However, no matter what she does, much like Taylor Swift, you bitches going to buy it and get it to number one regardless, even if it is the exact same song. Or even if you get Blake Lively to direct a petty video about... <laughs> Oh, I gotta live though. That's petty. It's cunty. I mean, nothing. I didn't watch it though. I'm gonna be clear. The nothing. Tickles, I'm done with her. Tickles my tickles my sides, and just like, just shows me how grand the world is, when I see two white women supporting each other. That is real love. Almost <sighs> deeper, I would say, than two straight people, two straight men loving each other. I because that. Let me tell you. They had to overcome hating themselves first. Because right. you know Taylor Swift and Brick Lively would never get along with each other in a series. Yes, they would. I'm not going to... You're not going to do that, girl, Blake. Uh, no, I'm not doing it. I love Blake. I'm talking about your girl, messy girl, Taylor. That's not my girl. We all know the girls that Taylor has always... We had. have really... Taylor loves to hang out with the Latina girl that's okay with being the best friend. I think that the, the girls of color have definitely... You know, us gay girls of color, y'all, we have definitely left the girls behind. I mean, it's kind of sad. I guess it's what it means to get older. I mean, Taylor, boo. Um, I'm okay with that. I never... First of all, I was never there. Taylor, stop. I was never there. You are there. just such a lying-ass, fake-ass... I said, ass, I liked Look What You Made Me bitch. Do one time. First of all, we all know that we were there for 1984 and Reputation. Stop playing with no, me. I, stop I, playing with I me. I actually did not. Okay. Listen. Okay. I did listen to Black Space. Stop. stop playing with me. Okay, <laughs> stop playing with me. <laughs> Stop playing with me. I did not like her though. I watched. I know. I did not. I didn't say like her. we were there, but you know all these girls now. You know Catherine, McPhee, <laughs> Big Fee, <laughs> and Perry. You know these girls get babies in just. Um, you know even Kesha. I mean no shade to Kesha. I know she didn't say a lot. Um, and that one comeback album, I was like, okay, okay. But then after it. that, I was like, will not have it. They so we're done. It. Nope, they will not leave that alone. Um, so but Brittany, Brittany got free this week though. How do you feel about that? I am gonna ruffle some feathers. Um, I want I want to start with Maxi Glamour's um, tweet about the the situation, just because I thought he really like put together this thought that he's they're they're sad that white gays essentially and white queer people are not gonna be as involved with politics and like This is maybe the closest they get to like politics and rallying around a cause. Now that Britney is free, when they could be using this energy for, of course, uplifting mm-hmm. other spaces, especially for people of color, now it's all kind of just going to go away again because I, 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 it must be in the DNA, but for white gays, Britney is their god, god. bitch. God. No, because and, I, and I get it with Beyonce. I, I get it. It's almost on the other side, you know what I'm saying? But I, I don't get it because it's Britney. Um, should Britney have been released? <laughs> Released? Not released. Um, um, I do think she deserves her freedom. But I, I think do she... agree she deserves her freedom. But I'm going to say Britney is 
not giving stability. I'm not going to say gives stability. I have been watching her videos, and it is, from a psychological standpoint, does not mean it's, it's it's a bit concerning. There, but there's a little tra- there's a lot of trauma that she's gone through for sure. True. So I think it's not she's not gonna wake up and be like I'm free everything's great. But the anxiety's there, and I, I don't know how much years of her making decisions for herself will her anxiety actually you know like, subside. Right. I mean I'm I'm wishing the best for her. Obviously she deserves it. Everyone deserves to be free and make their own decisions. But it is triggering how white people just like really galvanized for her freedom. Like they like, thought they, this was their they kids in cages. They were compa- people get yeah. whipped to get on the American. Yeah. They were like Britney. Spears yeah. is not free. A white woman. Yeah, it's not free. No. It's not free in our country. Yeah, that's what America is though. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, I didn't particularly care because, like, whatever. I'm, I'm sure she got free eventually. Like, should have worked out, bitch. I was not losing sleep for Brittany. I want y'all to know. No, but no. congratulations for her. But congratulations, bitch. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Lindsay. Lindsay's back acting. Dizzy, congratulations, uh, Paris, for getting married. Congratulations, white women. Y'all are really in your flop era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode title. Wait, why were we flop era? And so am I, because I ain't been on this, you know, this shit either, so I'm right there with you, bitch. Um, but, of course, thank you guys for tuning in for another amazing episode of Wait, Don't Do It. We almost, This episode almost didn't happen today. Uh, we have been through some, we've been through a lot. We've been really gone through a lot in the Scorpio season. I am happy to give it the motherfucker fucking boot mm-hmm. i am ready to be free and also you know be back and give y'all the content you, you, you deserve so make sure you follow the dame at nini paris and eventually she'll post yeah she won't be posting it in november but she might come back in october next october and of course you can always keep up with us on wait don't do it podcast on tiktok and on ig Oh, we love to see it y'all and of course this podcast airs all over on itunes and spotify and, of course, if you want to have any collaborations with the Dame of D.C. and the Mayor of D.C., make sure you email Wait, Don't Do It Podcast. You can find all of our information in our bios. Um, and we just love the support. Thank you. Adios. <laughs>